What is up, though? Welcome back to the Godly Dating One to One podcast. It's your host with a special guest, the one, the only, the woman, the myth, the legend, the Safa, formerly known as Walker, now known as Gray. Needs no introduction. I'm channeling my inner KB and I mean here. Woman of honor and virtue. Beauty and grace. Okay. <laughs> You're killing me. You're so dramatic. Woman of the hour. Not going to be on here an hour, but the woman of the hour. Who, what's her name? Kamala Harris does not compare to. This is the first lady. Or I'm so Who's dead. the real president? We're no, not going to get into that because we know those people. People in the comments are going to say it's rigged, but... <laughs> We are here, special guests, my lovely wife. Why don't y'all give up, you know, a little hand clap. Safa, how does it feel to be on today's episode? An honor, a privilege. Thank you for having me. Chaplice. <laughs> so, shout out to Safa for being on this episode, yeah, recording this late. Mm-hmm. It's, it really, all jokes aside, it does feel good to be on an episode with you once again. It's been a while. Yeah. So guys, it is my goal to have more guests on this year because I just don't have the time. Um, that's not, we don't have balance. As you guys see, we barely even post on social media now. Balance is completely left. Balance we forgot net. that in um, two years ago. So we haven't discovered what it means to balance everything out. So unfortunately, if there comes a week when you don't see an episode, be be patient. Um, yeah, but definitely be on our YouTube channel. If you're here, like, subscribe, share with a friend, especially today's episode, because all of us know someone in a lukewarm relationship. Um, and if you don't know anyone in one, that probably means you're that person. So today we just want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how do you turn that around? Because truth be told, there are a lot of people we know you're going to date however you want, but that does not mean just because someone is in a sinful relationship doesn't mean that they're not trying to honor God. Right. So I guess a, a simple way for me to ask you is how do you define, I guess, a lukewarm relationship or or what is the expectation for you as a woman striving for a godly relationship, if I can ask you that? So I guess I'll answer the first one first. My definition of a lukewarm relationship, I, I think it is basically people who are they love god and they believe or they say they're christians but they are indulging in things that are not christ-like or maybe they aren't indulging in things that are christ-like either way they're not they're not living the lives that they're supposed to live and that's lukewarm even if they're not doing anything wrong mm -hmm. but they're just not reading they're not praying they're not <clears throat> spending time in god's word whether it's together or not together um just individually um <clears throat> lukewarm is in between hot and cold and the bible says we'll just be spewed out so just kind of living in the middle um straddling the fence seeing how far you can get to the edge without tipping right off of it so that's lukewarm your second question <laughs> i can't even remember it i don't right remember now. i was just asking you any question um so i was asking what is that what does it mean to be a lukewarm relationship and what is it that i guess you should say we should be striving for like along those lines how do you view a godly relationship obviously not a long detailed answer but what is it that you think couples should be striving for first and foremost one that pushes both of you closer to christ that's a godly relationship i always think of it as a triangle so you are at one end of the triangle at the bottom and your significant other is at the other end and as you get closer to each other 
you get closer to God. And as you get closer to God, you get closer to each other. So to me, that is what the goal is supposed to be. Just driving each other towards Christ and incorporating godly things, praying the, the way you get to, you know, closer to God is praying, reading, um, talking about him, even in your day-to-day conversation. So that's what I think it is. What about you? Uh, I think exactly what you said. Um, took the words right out of my mind. Um, but not um, keep it keep it hundred. I think, I think the the reason why so many are, I guess I would say, in lukewarm relationships is because people refuse to admit where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the first things I want to talk about because I honestly feel as though there are a lot of couples that they mean well, they want to honor God, they want to do what was right, but then they're also I don't want to say delusional, but they're also playing blind to the fact right. when you know lines are crossed or. Things aren't pleasing God, um, you know, and I say that because it's so easy. You know, a lot of people listen to, you know, our page, our posts, um, things that we put out, podcasts, the book, GodlyDating101book.com. Um, a lot of people listen to those things, but I do know when a lot of people like it for encouragement and a lot of people like it because, oh, I want to strive for that. Right. And you see that in church every single day. There are plenty of people who they say they love God. I want to be closer to God. I want to grow spiritually. But when they leave church, like Pastor just said, you know, people don't take their Holy Ghost on vacation. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're saved and sanctified. You're holy. You're spirit filled. And all of those things around your discipleship um, group, around your your pastor, around your church friends. But the moment you guys are alone, then it's just like, all right, well, all right, let me put on my carnal hat now. Is no longer about God, you know. So I think the the number one thing that a lot of couples have to do, and it's not just the people that are even in lukewarm relationships. Even if you feel as though you're godly, um, obviously in a you know not trying to say it in a prideful way, but you're you know you're striving to be um, to to honor God and obey His word. You have to be willing to take inventory of where you are. Because right. if I don't know where I'm at, I can't get better. If I don't know where I'm at, I don't know if I'm getting worse. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of Christians, we just go with the flow. And then the moment you start going with the flow, you lose yourself in the flow. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's so easy for us to um, basically put our relationships above, our relationships with each other above mm-hmm. our relationship with God. And I yeah. think a lot of times that's where the problem lies as well. And sometimes we want to we want a godly relationship, but we don't want to put in the work. It takes work to have a godly relationship. Mm-hmm. It takes... Um, not just having that relationship with God on your own, but actually spending time with him together, yeah. quality time. And we don't want to do that. We see what other people have. They have a godly relationship and we want that, but we don't understand what what goes into that. It really does take work and we just get we just get complacent with where we are. And, you know, it's OK for us sometimes, I feel, to put on a facade because we on social media, we might look like that godly couple, mm-hmm. but we're not praying together. We're not reading together. Whether you're married or, you know, just dating, I think that's very important. Yeah, definitely. And and I think a, a huge issue we still have to this day is studying separately. You never know if one person is growing or not growing if you guys aren't discussing things. Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody has to do their devotion a certain way, guys. You know, but if you are in a position where you feel as though you are, um, that the relationship is kind of lukewarm or that next person is, how do you know you guys are improving if you're not asking them deep questions? Right. You know, and I think a lot of times we go wrong because we're like, hey, you went to church today? How was it? Church That's was great. It. God is good. Pastor had a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what are you studying? We don't ask that. Right. 
Did you fast this week? Have you been fasting lately? Are you struggling with anything spiritually? Are you struggling with lust still? And if you are, what have you what are you doing about it? We don't get into anything deep. So it's just like if we stay superficial, then you're never really gonna grow. Right. That's one thing I'm working on as well. I mean, even in marriage, I feel like I would like to come to you, not you know, not anything of you, but just me, just being able to come to you and say, Babe, what do you think about this? In the Bible. Like, how do you interpret that scripture? God is good. Um, because that kind of, not only will I see it the way I see it, but I'll kind of get a, a secondhand view of how you see it. And it mm. open up conversations, godly conversations in our marriage, in our home. And then, you know, I got with something our to say kids. about that. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't trying to stop no, you. No, 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 you're fine. No, I heard a preacher said, and it made me feel bad. Now I'm thinking about it. It makes me feel even worse because I, I didn't start doing what he said. Um, but he was talking and he was kind of... Speaking to ministers, you know, he was kind of correcting us ministers and he was saying, I have a huge issue when we get into church circles and everybody's showing off. He was talking about the men, you know, all of them are trying to show off how spiritual they are. Everybody's talking about how my church is looking and where I preached and what God has been doing in my life. And it's like, you have all of this revelation. What does your wife have? You're just trying to impress the other preacher down the road. You know what I mean? So you guys are talking about all and you're talking about all good things. But you're not discussing that with your spouse. Right. So it's just like, why is your spouse not spiritual? Or why are you trying to be spiritual with everyone else but your family? Right. And that shows, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize that our relationships, they become lukewarm. You might be growing, but your relationship is lukewarm. And it's not that your marriage couldn't be great or your marriage couldn't be spiritual or your wife, you know, you feel as though she doesn't know as much as you spiritually. Or ladies, you might feel as though... Man, I can only talk about spiritual stuff with the guy, with um, my, my girlfriends. I can't talk about it with my boyfriend. Right. That is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. It's like, what type of relationship are you in if God is doing something in your life and you can't share it? Right. You know what I mean? So that's something I definitely know. Um, I want to have heard his rebuke in my mind all over again if I didn't need to work on that. So hold me accountable. We all got to work on something. We all got to work <laughs> on something. So y'all see that that's one of my flaws. But definitely, I think... You know, staying in that same vein, you know, a real issue is the self-awareness, you know, being willing to take accountability because there's going to be some people that are going to listen to this and they're like, all right, Tavares, I hear you challenging me. I'm going to try to make some changes. And there's some people we're not even we're barely 10 minutes into this episode. They've already clicked Mm -hmm. off. This isn't for me. Yeah. We're content where we are. You know what I mean? And it's sad because you're trying to help people not boost me but help people get to where God has called them to be. And we hate hearing anything that challenges us. And there was a a time I had a message a couple years ago. A guy messaged me and he was just like, hey, bro, my girl just started listening to your podcast. And she's saying we can't have sex anymore. And she's not trying to do anything. And I don't know how to make this work. I do love her, but I don't. And it's like, I love the fact that she took a a stance. Whereas it's like, no, we ain't going down this route. Right. But I hate the fact that he felt as though, what do I do in this relationship? Because there's no sex. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how many of you don't realize that sex does not sustain your relationship? You know, but people are building their foundation on sex that you're not realizing you are in lukewarm relationships. Mm -hmm. And if you remove the sin out of it, you'd realize how far you guys are from one another. Right, right. And um, it don't matter how much we, we could tell them all of this all this, you know, how to get out of a lukewarm relationship. But I feel like God has to give you the desire in your heart to please him. Yeah. 
with every aspect no man of, comes to the father except the spirit draws him right because some people just don't care so they don't they don't <laughs> mind being in a loop I, that's the truth i'm gonna hope the people listen to this podcast aren't in that group but yeah you're 100 right <laughs> it's true because i know there were times where i felt complacent and i knew i was in a lukewarm relationship Yesterday? no okay. I don't <laughs> but when i knew i was in a lukewarm relationship and i just sat there in it for months for you know for however long period of time because at that point i just didn't care I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And then one day it just hit me. This is not the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. This is not what God has for me. And this, you know, so I, I just think it has to come to a point. And that's why sometimes um, it's, I, I feel like it's good to pray, God, give me a heart after yours. Yeah. Give me all your, all the things you desire for me. Give me the desire to serve you with everything in me, to, yeah. to live for you, to not be in lukewarm relationships. So I, it's just a heart matter. Um, yeah, thanks for the quick rebuke. Um, <laughs> but I will say, when it comes to those relationships, it only takes one person um, committed to bring change, right? So I want you guys to hear the scripture, 2 Kings 22, 1 through 2. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother was Jedediah, Jedidah, the daughter of Adiah and Boscath. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor, David. He did not turn away from doing what is right. And that's the NLT to make it easy for you guys. So before Josiah becomes king, at the age of eight now, he's still a child. Before he becomes king, there was people that the Bible constantly saying, he did evil on the side of the Lord. This person did right. Then the next person, he did evil on the side of the Lord. He did evil on the side of the Lord. It was a constant lineage of people doing evil on the side of the Lord. Manasseh, Manasseh however you pronounce that, Ammon, and then Josiah. And then the Bible was saying something switched. So now if Josiah was constantly doing what was evil on the side of the Lord, he would have just been repeating a cycle. No one is shocked that an eight-year-old is following the example of those. If he was 30, no one is shocked that he's constantly doing what he's been seeing. That's all he's exposed to. But someone made up in their mind that they're going to change the narrative. So Josiah is saying, the Bible says that he followed in the footsteps of David instead of what everyone else was doing. While David is not there in front of him, giving him the, the blueprint, he decided he was going to follow what was done um properly you know so i want to see that many of us are in relationships that are absolute trash um and i'm talking about spiritually the relationship is trash but that doesn't mean you have to keep going down that route right you know what i mean and it's like yes they give you butterflies yes times are romantic yes they show up to church sometimes they might even read the bible with you once a month but it's like when you realize this is a path that is constantly bad you don't have to keep going down that way. Right. And obviously, I'm going to tell you, if it's if that's the consistent pattern, then it's obvious a red flag that you need to get out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But I want you to understand that if you feel as though this is the relationship for you, you do not have to continue to be in sin in order to sustain it. Because God is not going to give you a relationship you have to sin to be in. You know, so I need us to, to see that if Josiah, and I'm not saying it because of his age, but if someone is able... If some, if one of you, one of the two of you in that relationship is willing to say, we're not doing this anymore, that relationship can change drastically. Right. Right. It just makes me think of um, a friend of ours um, who was going through the same thing. He, I'm not going to say no names, <laughs> wow. but, um, it, and they tell their testimony um, often, but, you know, before marriage, they were living together. They weren't in church, but then uh, he's. He, they both started to go to church and got saved. And of course they were living in sin, you know, um, 
sexual, um, I'm drawing a blank, sexual things before marriage. And he just cut off cold turkey and he was like, no more. Sheesh. I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to save myself for marriage. We're going to absolutely what? And, um, you know, all it takes is like you said, that one person, that one. one person. And, you know, if the other person loves God enough and, you know, wants this relationship to work, uh, they'll make an effort to eventually. So I think that's all it takes. Just like you said, that one person. Yeah. And, and whether that person, you know, at the moment loves God or not, if they love you, then they should be willing to, to respect those differences. I want you to see what Paul says in 1 Corinthians seven sixteen. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? And don't you husband realize that your your wives might be saved because of you? That's the NLT. So obviously Paul is not telling people you have to stay married, but he's letting them know a principle that you don't have to... You just got married and your husband or your wife is still unbeliever. You don't have to rush to get divorced. Right. If they're willing to work with you, stay there because your actions should lead to them seeing a difference. Right. My mom got saved before my dad. Um, sadly, it always seems to be the woman before the, the husband. But my mom got saved before my dad and they were already married. But my thing is a lot of people end up in that situation where one person gets serious about God before the next one. It's yeah. not like we both magically come to a service and God works on both of us at the same time. That's not always how it works. Right. You know, many of you are in relationships where they got saved before you, you got saved before them. And now you're trying to figure out, well, how do we get it together? It only takes one of you to say, we're not going down that path again. It only takes one of you to be willing to, to make those adjustments. Um, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Right. So obviously the goal is, I'm not trying to date them, flirt to convert. I'm not trying to date them into the kingdom. I'm not trying to love them till they desire to walk with God because that's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They have to do that by themselves. So for those of you listening to this episode thinking I'm telling you to go date an unbeliever, the Bible is clear. Be not unequally yoked. Right. But I want you to understand that if you are in that relationship already, God can do something through them, but he has to do something through them also using your lifestyle. And if you are in a relationship with them and you're constantly in fornication or adultery or lying, you lit at the club, you turn up, hey, you want sh shots on me this weekend. What point, and some of you are going to say, but Tavares, that's not, listen, I'm not arguing over what's sin or what's not sin. My Bible is clear, but I want you to understand that you cannot say, I want to do enough that you get safe. Mm -hmm. And then... I'm going to live just as sinful as you are when you're not saved yet. Why would why would you get the impression that I need to make any type of changes if I'm behaving the same way as you? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like it, it's just weird cuz we we live in a new generation where everybody believes that you know everybody goes to heaven, but sadly that's not how it works. But what mm -hmm. are your thoughts on that in regards to people changing and and all that? Yeah, I I think that, you know, I think the biggest reason why we should change, I know you had mentioned, like, if, as long as they love you, that should be enough to, like, make them want to get out of the lukewarm relationship. If you make the effort, if they love you enough, they will, you know, eventually, I don't want to say fall in line, but they'll kind of Yikes. follow that path that you so are on you mean as well. business, man. To not be, to not be, don't, don't do that. <laughs> you always make it seem like I'm trying to condemn somebody. No, I'm speaking my own truth sometimes too. 
Um, you know, but I think that they just, it all goes back to like having a heart after God. Like, you know, we can do something for someone all we want, but if we, if we want to truly change, it has to come from a place of, we want to change not for other people, not for you, not for, you know, but for me and for my personal relationship with God. And, um, so I just think it it's, goes back to it's a heart matter. Man, I'm going to change the topic. Oh. Uh, I'm going to change the title <laughs> of the episode to it's a heart matter. Yeah, you should. You um, should. But I want you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So a lot of you, you aim to get to your best self. Me personally, I feel like I'm at my best self when I've been constant in my word of in the word of God and seeking God and church and exercise and having great time with my family. All those things is when I feel at my best. But to be honest, it's kind of hard to get there unless you are in a right space, both mentally and emotionally. A lot of times we Christians, we only focus on our spiritual, but we also have to focus on our emotional health. And I believe that having therapy in your life can help you with good coping skills, good boundaries, allow you to uncover the things that you're really dealing with and help you learn the necessary tools in order to resolve them. So if you're a person that's thinking about giving therapy a try, I would encourage you to try BetterHelp. They're a great option because they're both, it's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Um, and just fill out a brief questionnaire. And after you finish with that questionnaire, they'll pair you, pair you with a, a therapist, a licensed therapist that you're able to switch at any point in time. So that won't be an issue. So if you would like to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash godly to get today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash godly. You guys to hear these couple verses leaning back into the story of Josiah again. In 2 Chronicles 34, 3-5, it says, During the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor David. Then in the twelfth year, he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem, destroying all the pagan shrines, the Asherah poles, and the carved idols and cast images. He ordered that the altars of Baal be demolished and that the incense altars which stood above them be broken down. He also made sure that the Asherah poles, the the carved idols and the cast images were smashed and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed them. He boned, he burned the bones of the pagan priests on their own altars, and so he purified Judah and Jerusalem. So a lot of you may say this man went on kind of like a little rampage, right? And he started removing everything that was there that didn't please God. Because remember I told you, when he got there, it said the kings weren't doing what was right in the eyes of God. Now he got there. And he had to start doing what was right in the eyes of God. So not only did he stop the messed up cycle, but he started removing the things that the people were worshiping, removing the things that people are idolizing. So if you want to turn around a lukewarm relationship, you have to remove those sinful actions right. and those weights and those things causing you to constantly stumble. Ah, oh, man, we have a good relationship going on. We, we just sometimes we stumble in the sexual sin. You know how it is, man. Once you start it, so, no, I don't want to hear it. Once you start, it's so hard to stop. No, it's hard to stop when you have no self-control. Right. Because all of us are human. We all have a sex drive. But whatever you feed is what, what's going to drive you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So there's plenty of people with a sex drive. Jesus was a full human when he came here. God in flesh was still human. And yet you don't see him thotting it up. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible made it clear that the same, <laughs> the same power that was in Christ lives in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want you to understand that no, there's no such thing 
as living a holy life without the Holy Spirit. Right. It's impossible. Listen, you can have the Holy Spirit and still be a moron. You know what I mean? If you're not allowing God to lead you, you're going to stumble. Mm-hmm. No one, you can't do it none on of own. us are invincible. You're going to stumble. Right. So I need you to understand that God wants us to submit these urges to him. And I've learned that you submit these urges to him, God will use you. God will do great things to you. God will, God will be speaking to you, blah, blah, blah. But the moment you decide, I got it all under control, it's the moment the devil is like, I bet. Here's mm-hmm. my open window. I'm sending something your way that I know you're going to stumble with. The same thing you thought you were overcoming in 2022, 2023 is going to be a problem because he let your guard down. Mm-hmm. So the same way your relationship may have been honoring God in 2022, January came by and you don't know what happened. Sparks started flying. You do not have to continue down that path. But Josiah made it clear that he started removing all of those things. And then there's a point, and I can't remember the exact verse, but in 2 Kings 22, Two, 2 Kings 22 um, is still talking about the story of um, Josiah. And it mentions that Hilkiah, the high priest, he ended up finding the scriptures. So the scroll is found with the word of God. And it made Josiah realize that they were doing everything wrong. They thought the way they were serving God was right. But they were they quickly realized that the way they were doing things were just not pleasing in God's eyes. So they start, it says at one point, the king rent his clothes. And when the king tears his clothes, then you know that's a great time of mourning because they realize how far off they really are. But many of us were in relationships and we're far away from God's standard. Mm -hmm. And no one is renting that, you know, like they say, what what is it? The saying, rent your garment, rent your heart, not Not your your garment. garment. I think that it's based off of scripture in Joel, but basically God is not worried about me messing up my clothes. He's worried about me allowing the idols to mess up my life right right so that's why it's so important that we start realizing (laughs) that that, yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to incorporate (laughs) that in the title somehow but it's a matter of removing certain things because truth be told man it's very easy to walk in sin it's very easy to stumble it's very easy to do all those things but until you realize what god's standard is you're just gonna stumble one way or another Mm -hmm. Today, tomorrow, next week, next year, in this relationship, in the next relationship, in your marriage, whatever it is, unless we know God's standard and aim to live by that standard, you're going to stumble. You know, so it's important that the same way Josiah had to find the word of God is the same way you have to find the word of God. In your relationship, you have to be willing to figure out what it is that God is saying for you to do. Not what your viral pastor or your viral TikTok leader, whatever, not what social media is telling you relationships should look like. Because I'm looking at so many relationships on social media and everybody's just influencers, but they're not influencing anyone into the kingdom. Like, you're not helping me be spiritual, bro. You're just making me want to get a better outfit, you know? And it's like, you have to be, you have to be cognizant of what God wants you to do. I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm learning a lot. No, no, no. You can, <laughs> don't pull that card on me, man. No, guys. No, but for real. Um, no, I agree with everything that Tavares is saying. I, while he was talking, I was just thinking we give our our flesh. I don't want to uh, credit. We give it too much credit. We we think we are stronger than we really are. Um, and one thing that you said that stuck with me is you can't have, you can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what we try to do. Um, we try to be strong. We're like, oh, we got this. Even though the I feel many a times. Even though the circumstances around us are still the same, we still, you know, we still have those 
um, things that are tempting us. But we're like, we got this. We got this. We can do this. You know, this week is just, I'm just, I'm stronger this week. So I, I got it. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like last week, but you're still around the same situation. You're yeah. still putting yourself in the same situation. So you're still going to fall because you can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. You're not dying to your flesh daily. You're not um, committing your, yourself to um, time with God and you're still around the same stuff. So yeah. the same stuff is still going to happen. Um, you always say a phrase that sticks with me. He always got all these little nuggets and phrases in his head. But um, I'm, I'm trying old, to remember yeah. it now. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it now. It's like you can do the same thing. And it's so popular uh, and expects different results. But if I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I think you're talking about the quote on insanity. Yeah. Um, man, now I'm happy. Insanity to, is doing same the thing same over thing and over, over and over and again expecting and expecting different results. different results. So that's that's basically the same thing. Yeah, so many of us, we know what it is to be in a lukewarm relationship. Even if this is your first relationship, um, it seems perfect. Lukewarm is just, you're not hot, you're not cold. You're just awkwardly there in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know the person in church, you know they love God, they just refuse to serve. Or the person that will show up, but they show up when they feel like it. Or the relationship that seems good, but I'll call you when I feel like it. It's just there in the middle. Right. It's not necessarily that it's bad, just not great. You're just... No one, everyone loves iced tea or hot tea. No one likes room temp tea. Right. What is room temp tea? That's right. I mean, and I co- think room temp coffee. And maybe it's just I'm like, wrong, but doesn't the Bible talk about how that is worse than just being hot or cold? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Revelation, you know, out. and a lot of people, when we grew up, they always taught it as though, you know, you'd be, you'd be on fire for God. But actually, you know, if, if you study the story with Colosseum and Laodicea, you'll realize that it was streams of water that one was good for purifying the hot water and one was refreshing, the very cold water. So mm-hmm. it's great that we have the cold water. It's great that we have the hot water. But when you're just the awkward in the middle on the fence, I'll live for God if I feel like it. My relationship will be holy the days we feel like it. We're going to be holy on Sunday, but right. on Thursday, we're going to be busting it open. Listen, your relationship is just lukewarm. And a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So... <laughs> If you might as well just do what you're going to do because either way... Try not that, to shout. Talk about to wake up the kids. Listen, <laughs> that's really what it is. It, all it t- And that's that's the scary part, you know, because a lot of people just think, you know, just this fairy tale Jesus and, you know, he overlooks all of our flaws. And yes, God's sacrifice is good enough for all of your sins. But all it takes is a little leaven to leaven the whole lump. That's it. And none of it. And that's the thing. When, the Bible, when, when, when a baker has a little bit of leaven in something that should not have leaven in, in it, they have to literally start over. Spoiled. You can't just fix that. You know, so you have to understand there's a lot that God wants to restore in your relationship. Yeah. He wants to fix the relationship. But you have to be willing to allow him. And if you're going to allow him, some of y'all are going to have to end some relationships. Some of you guys are going to have to do some hardcore reality checks. Some of you guys don't want to have that awkward conversation because you know if you do, they're going to leave you. If you do, they're going to get annoyed. You're always bringing up this Jesus stuff. Right. Yes, bring up this Jesus stuff. It is that deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, we have to get to the point where we're not putting Jesus on a back burner. Right. He should be the center. He should be the center. I have a question for you. Ooh. Hot seat. <laughs> what would you say to someone who, I don't know how to put this question. Like, you know, they're in a relationship, they're dating or whatever the case may be. At what point... Or what red flags should they look out for? What should they look out for to say, you know, this relationship is not worth saving if it's lukewarm? You should just end it. 
you said you you have to be willing to end it, but at what point do we say this isn't working? Like what 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 does that look like? Well, for one, you've are you ask multiple questions in one, so that's that's a little trying to get my question it's out. It's a little but... bit loaded. I'm not answering red flags, <laughs> um, but there are plenty of times when I guess you could know when you should flat out any relationship. Mm-hmm. When it's a difference, in my opinion, when you fall into sin, you guys did something you ain't got no business doing, you ain't married, and it's a difference between that's what relationship is built off of. You can't hold conversations without it being flirty or sexual. Right. You can't hang out without somebody feeling on somebody's lap. You can't give a hug without somebody needing a kiss. You can't. Mm-hmm. That's just what it's built off of. Right. You can't um, like something we've had to talk about. You can't bring up emotions without it feeling like now they're arguing with you. You can't talk about God without them mad that why why is it that I always have to be at church? Right. If you don't see, if you see resistance to the things that you're saying. All right, peace. Right. Paul made it clear, and he was speaking to married people. He said, if that person is willing to stay with you, then stay in that marriage. If the, But if that person wants to leave, then let them go. Mm-hmm. Paul made it clear that. And if he's saying that to married people, you need to understand how serious this is. Yeah. You know, so if you're in a relationship and you're like, hey, babe, you know, you're great and all. This relationship is great and all. But I just feel as though God is calling me to do something more. If they are... For it, God is good. Yeah. Maybe dude ain't about to go sign up to some seminary, but he's willing to grow Church, spiritually. Right. Some growth. Some then it's just like, yeah, you see growth. Everybody grows at their, their own pace. Mm-hmm. When I remember my brother backslid from church for years, came back to church. It seemed like he flew past me and everybody in the church because God has gave him that zeal to want to do mm-hmm. everything because he realized ain't nothing in the world. You know what I mean? I spent my time. I'm focused on God. But then there are some people whether they were raised in church or backslid, whatever, they got saved and they're just serving God. It's not that they're being sinful. They just don't behave like everyone else. So if you see growth, then great. But if you see this person is resistant to the things that you're bringing up to cause growth, then that's when I'm just like, "Eh." right. answer the question? Preach. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Because trying to wrap this up at 30 minutes and stop (laughs) asking me a question at 30 minutes. It'd be like that sometimes. But the Bible makes it clear. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Hey, Bible, Bible scholar. Um, but it's important that you understand that if you if you even listen to the end of this episode, you either are in one, you think you're in one, or you know someone in one, you're trying to find ways to help them. Prayer is gonna be your first go-to, and then finding ways to implement scripture. One thing my dad and I and I stopped sending it to other people because I thought I was harassing them. But my dad and I used, well, he still sends me Bible verses yeah. all the time. We're in a group chat, mm-hmm. um, sends Bible verses all the time. And then I love it. He won't even bring anything up. Then he'll call three days later and he's like, You saw that scripture with yep. it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Or even when you see him in person. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I didn't study it, but yeah, 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 I saw it. But my thing is, those little things like that will keep God in your relationship because mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. In my opinion, y'all sending naked pictures in the in the in the chat. If you just saw, "Be holy, for I am holy," right, right above it. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you know. So for those of you listening to the end of this episode, I just want y'all to know I appreciate y'all. We do. GollyDating101book.com. Grab the book. Many of you have purchased the book, but you have not left a review. When you leave a review on Amazon, it allows the word to get out there. 
and allows more people to hear about it. So please do so. Allow all of your friends to hear it. Buy one for a friend. Do all those things. Comment below guests you want me to reach out to to see if I could get them on and some topics you want us to touch on. And as always, we love you guys. My special guests, tell people peace. Peace.